My phone had been buzzing nonstop with messages from boys in my class, asking my plans for the summer. I put it aside as I decided what I was going to wear to my university admissions interview. Anyway, I already had a pretty great boyfriend, Louis, and I had much more important things to focus on than these random boys. Hi, I'm Mia, and my life in high school was just perfect. I had all the boys in class buzzing around me, telling me how gorgeous I was. That's probably because of my Italian genes from grandma. It turns out, I inherited something else from her too, and my life became a nightmare overnight. The day of my interview, as I waited outside the dean's office, I felt excited and anxious. It was time. I saw two men coming out of the office and walking my direction. I looked at their faces, and suddenly, I felt terror grip me. They had the faces of demons, and they were staring right at me! I panicked and got out of that office as fast as I could. I heard one of them laughing, saying, I told you that beard makes you look scary. Look what you've done to the poor girl! Scared out of my wits, I ran home to tell mom. When I walked into the living room, I cried out, Mom, you won't believe what happened! Just then, I noticed a devil woman sitting next to her on the sofa. Mom asked me to say hello to her new friend, and I just went crazy. I screamed, Mom, get away from her! She's going to hurt you! Mom looked horrified and angry. Mia, what is wrong with you? Go to your room. I'll deal with you later. Go now! After a while, she came to my room, where I was hiding under the sheets, and I told her about the interview and what I'd seen. She sat down slowly on the bed, her face pale. She said, This is impossible. They said it's one case of millions. Completely confused, I asked, What are you talking about, Mom? She told me that my problem was called prosopophobia, which means fear of new faces. The what phobia? Mom explained that Grandma suffered from the same condition. She saw monsters and demons in the faces of strangers. I had just always assumed she was senile. Her symptoms started to appear when she was older. That's why she lives in a special care home, and only people she recognizes can visit her. My head was spinning. Would I become a prisoner just like Grandmother? All I could think about was Louis. So I called him and told him about what had happened to me. He came over straight away, and I burst into tears when I saw him. I can't believe this is happening! What am I going to do, Louis? He held me close and said he would help me get over this. Maybe it was just my nerves? I always feel relaxed at the park. I need to be around people so I can feel normal again. He promised that he would go with me every day. The first day was straight from hell. Each time I looked up, I saw bloodthirsty faces. I could hardly bear it, but Louis stayed close to me the whole time. One day, Louis told me to sit tight while he got us some ice cream, and suddenly I heard a familiar voice. He said, Hey, gorgeous. Fancy bumping into you here. Want some company? It was so good to see someone who didn't look like a monster, even if it was this annoying guy from school. Laughing, I said, How many times do I have to tell you I have a boyfriend? He said, Well, you look like the kind of girl who could have two. Ew, so sleazy. Just then he said, Oh, hey, meet my cousin. And before I could say anything, a strange guy popped up in front of me. He said, Oh, you're the girl he's always talking about. Ciao, Bella. Demon! I screamed. Get away from me, you hideous ogre! He said, What are you, crazy? I literally have hundreds of girls watching my Insta stories every day just to see me brush my hair. Louie came running back and took me away quickly. I was really shaken and refused to go anywhere for a couple of weeks. Louie came by to see me a few times, but he seemed distant. I couldn't help thinking that maybe he was getting tired of my condition. One day I texted him that I'd like to try going to the park again, and he came to pick me up. While we were sitting on a bench, a woman called out his name. Louis told me not to look around as there were many people there, and he said he'd be right back. But he kept me waiting for a really long time. By now, my curiosity was getting the better of me. I squinted my eyes so I couldn't see anyone too clearly, and turned around. There was Louis, sitting on a bench not too far away with some leggy blonde in a red dress. When he finally came back, I asked him who she was. Oh, just my elderly neighbor. 
She only wanted to say hello. I felt really angry, but stayed quiet on the drive home. That was definitely not the voice or the legs of an old woman. When I went back home, I saw dad's car parked outside. I walked into the living room and he hugged me tight, saying he'd been out of town and had come to see me as soon as he could. He said, honey, why don't you come stay with me for a while? Maybe the change will do you some good. Dad lived on the opposite side of town and I was pretty sure Louie wouldn't come and see me there. And I really wanted to find out if he was cheating on me. The next day, I just decided to confront him. I asked mom to drive me to his place. Just when we were a couple of houses away, mom and I saw him exchanging a long kiss with that blonde girl from the park. And then they both got in his car and drove away. Mom was beyond furious. How dare he? Never in a million years will he be so lucky as to find someone as beautiful and smart as my Bombina. If he ever comes around our place again, I'm going to box his ears. I was hurt and shocked. But more than that, I was angry. I wasn't going to spend any time being miserable over this jerk who was making a fool out of me. When we got home, I packed my bags and told dad to come pick me up. I needed to get away for a while. Louis kept calling and texting me the next day and I finally picked up his call. I said, what? He said, whoa, who woke up on the wrong side of the bed today? You wanna try going to the mall, babe? I said, can't, I've moved to dad's for a while. Why don't you ask that old neighbor you were kissing outside your house yesterday? There was a shock silence on the phone and then he started laughing. He said, <laughs> Looks like your condition is getting worse, babe. Are you hallucinating now? I said, Louie, you're a horrible, cheating liar. And we are done. He said, Oh yeah? I'm kind of tired of your whole attention-seeking drama anyway. Good luck. Hope you get rid of your imaginary friend soon. Maybe then we'll talk. I hung up and threw the phone on the bed. How had I not known all along that he was such a child? I tried to keep myself busy, but it was hard with me stuck at home with zero friends. And I'd also missed my shot at going to university that year. Dad said I had to focus on getting better. I could always try again later. But I had no clue how I'd ever be able to live a normal life again. Mom called me one day to check up on me and suddenly asked if I remembered Mike from my last school. Of course I did. He was probably my first ever crush. I had journals with Mike and Hart scribbled all over. Mom said she'd bumped into him the other day and he'd asked about me and she'd told him all about my condition. He said he wants to connect with you. So I gave him your number. I was kind of excited to hear from him. Sure enough, a day later, he sent me a message. Hey, it's Mike. I hope you're doing okay. It's been so long since we've seen each other. And from then on, we started talking every day. My heart would skip a beat every time I got a message from him. I was totally falling for Mike. When it was time for me to leave dad's place and go back to mom's, Mike said he'd love to come and see me. There was nothing I wanted more than to see him. But I was so afraid I'd see him as a monster and it would ruin everything between us. The next evening before his visit, I was pacing the living room nervously when the doorbell rang. Mom smiled at me and went to open the door. My heart was pounding and I thought I was about to faint. What would I see instead of Mike's face? I closed my eyes as soon as I heard him enter the room. I felt him gently take my hand. His grasp was strong and warm and he smelled so good. He said, Hey Mia, open your eyes. There's nothing to be afraid of. I did and jumped back a little when I saw his face was covered with a mask and his eyes with sunglasses. He said, I thought if you get to know me better, it will be easier for you to see my face as it really is. Until then, I'll keep the mask and glasses on. We started dating, and I'd never been happier. We would go to the park or for a walk by the beach, and even though I still couldn't look up at anyone directly, I felt less afraid with Mike. One day, Mom was really tired and needed groceries for dinner, so I offered to go by myself. She refused, but I insisted that I'd been feeling so much better lately and I wanted to face my fears. I kept my baseball cap on 
and made sure I didn't look at anyone directly as I picked up the things I needed. When I made it to the counter, and the cashier handed me my change, I made the huge mistake of looking up at his face. Oh my god, he's terrifying. I felt like the walls were closing in around me. I had to get out of here. I left my grocery bags at the counter and dashed out of the store. I couldn't stop crying and was trying to catch my breath. I leaned against the wall and with shaking hands, I started to dial mom's number. Just then, a familiar voice called out to me. Long time no see, bellissima. What's wrong? Louie. He tried to hug me, but I pushed him away. Just then, to my relief, I heard Mike's voice. Hey, you okay? Is this guy bothering you? Louie turned to him and said, I'm an old friend, jerk. Mia, what's this freak in a mask? I took Mike's hand and said, He's my boyfriend, Louie. Suddenly, Louie started cackling. <laughs> Seriously? This guy? Babe, you deserve to be on the arm of someone who's as pretty as you are. Hit me up when you dump this loser. I didn't want to stand there listening to him for another minute. I took Mike's hand and walked away. He said he'd drop by to see me, and when mom told him I'd gone out alone, he followed me to check up on me. As we walked back home, he said, Mia, what did the doctors say when you told them about your condition? I said, I never went to see a doctor. I already know I have the same phobia as my grandma, and there's no cure. He looked shocked, and said he couldn't believe I never asked for help, and that we should go see a specialist as soon as possible. Soon enough, he made an appointment with a doctor, and he and my parents came along with me for the appointment. Once we told the doctor everything, he said that my condition was probably triggered by stress. He said that even though it was a very rare condition, he'd read cases of patients overcoming the phobia. The condition is not really as scary as what you're experiencing. You're letting the fear take over and your mind is exaggerating everything. You have to train yourself to believe that this is not the reality. When we left the doctor's office, I started to feel hopeful that one day, if I kept trying, I would be normal again. Mike squeezed my hand and said he would do everything he could to help. The next day, I got a message from a friend at school, inviting me to a reunion at her place. I decided I'd go. I'd already know everyone there, and there would be no new faces for me to be scared of. Mike was more than happy to go with me, and couldn't stop telling me how gorgeous I looked. I felt like my old confident self tonight. I knew everyone, and it felt so good not to be freaked out by people. They all looked at Mike weirdly, though. I was by the table getting some food when Louie walked over. He said, Wow, is it just me, or are you just getting more beautiful by the day? I've missed you. And before I knew it, his hand was sliding down my waist, and he was pulling me in for a kiss. I pushed him away with all the force I had, and he landed on the table and knocked all the food over. I screamed, What is the matter with you? Stay away from me! Everybody was staring at us in stunned silence. Louis looked humiliated and furious as his friends helped him up. I grabbed Mike's hand and we left the party. I was still really worked up when we got home. Mike held my hand and tried to calm me down, and I felt a bit better. I was about to get out of the car, but he didn't let go of my hand. He said softly, You look so beautiful tonight. I really want to kiss you. My heart was racing. I said, Mike, I want that too, but I'm not ready to see your face yet. He said, Well, maybe you are. You won't know till you try. The doctor said you're letting your fear exaggerate things. I pulled my hand away angrily. All my anger and frustration bubbled over. You think I'm making this up too, don't you? Just like Louie. Nobody really understands what I'm going through. Just leave me alone. I burst into tears and ran inside. The next day, I felt terrible for what I'd said to Mike. I knew I'd been unfair, and he had done nothing but support me. I called him a couple times, but he didn't pick up. While I was crying and watching a video on my favorite YouTube channel, My Story Animated, about a girl who kept mixing up faces, the bell rang. No one was home, and I ran downstairs, hoping it was Mike. It was Louie. I shouted, Seriously? What do I have to do to get rid of you? He said, Listen, 
I just came to apologize for last night. I have a surprise for you. And before I could even react, four girls came in right behind him. I screamed when I saw their faces. They looked like banshees straight out of a horror movie. I cried and curled up into a ball with my eyes shut when I heard the door bang open. Mike shouted, What do you think you're doing, you lunatic? I couldn't help it. I looked up. I'm getting a restraining order against you. Don't ever let me catch you near Mia again. Louis scrambled away like a scared rabbit while Mike came to me and hugged me. I held on to him, crying. Mike said, I'm sorry, Mia. I shouldn't have tried to force you to do anything you weren't ready for. I only want to help you get better, as long as it takes. I said, I don't know if I can overcome this. I feel like it's going to control my life forever. Mike said, people aren't all bad like Louis. The world is full of good people, like me and you. Look at the good side of people. No one wants to hurt you, Mia. His words were so reassuring. I instantly felt better. Mike told me when I was ready, he'd take me to the amusement park. We'll have great fun. Think about it. I know you can do this. Yes, I'll do it. Sitting here and not doing anything scares me more than seeing monsters. The next day, Mike took me to the amusement park. As we entered the park, hand in hand, I felt a marvelous strength in me. I raised my head, believing from deep inside me that I'd overcome my fear. I looked around me. Everyone's faces still seemed distorted, but this time, it was different. I was still a little scared, but the fear wasn't controlling me. I could control it. As we sat on the Ferris wheel, I looked over at Mike and felt like the luckiest girl in the world to have someone like him by my side. I whispered, Hey Mike, I think I'm ready to see your face. With a deep breath, he took his mask and glasses off. I gasped. I'd never seen a guy with such beautiful green eyes and that gorgeous dimpled face. I started crying. I can see you. I don't see a monster. I see your face, Mike, he said. I knew you would. He pulled me close and we had the most magical kiss high up in the sky.